Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Le- oh, no. Lamar got left. He got left at the airport. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's Finest, and Chris Coulter, CB, Culture Boy. We have another great episode for you guys this week. Of course, we're going to talk NBA Weekly Summits Plummets to start off the episode. And then, instead of doing our normal, you know, re- preview review, we're going to talk about some NFL midseason awards. Uh, it's about that time. I mean, usually it would be past week eight, but, you know, there's 18 weeks in the season now. Uh, week 10 feels like a good time. Well, after week nine feels like a good time. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're still going to give hots and locks. We're still going to do summit savings, but bulk of this episode, we're giving out some midseason hardware. If it ever existed, it does today. Because um, a lot, I think a lot of our favorite players uh, would be getting some hardware today. Um, but of course, before we get into any of that, summits plummets, Danny can get us kicked off. I think it, it counts as a summit and a plummet. I got a official date for my ACL surgery set in December 21st. That's a W. That's a me. W. Yeah, about to say that's a dub to me. Yeah. I mean the it's surgery, a, a eh, the rehab, eh. But like, hey, you're getting it fixed. Exactly. Um, uh, and apparently I didn't tear it in May. I tore it last December. And then I the doctor was like, whatever happened in May was just additional from months before. Oh, so you it was probably so, partial tear and then so the the, the summit is when I when I maxed out squatting in March, I was I was squatting oh, like 455, wow. 465 with a torn ACL. Elite strength. TBA. I'll let y'all know this. I'll let y'all know this. Anytime Danny brings up weightlifting, the number's very high. He did it at school. He has different I did, I did it power. I did it at Fusion. He can't lift at our normal gym. He can't do it. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> any other gym, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that one time, this one dude for the Miami Heat in 2011, he was really good, and then you know he, he this five eight guy appeared in front of him. And he couldn't play no more. I don't know what that was. I don't know. I, I don't remember I, I didn't know twenty eleven even happened. I thought it went from twenty ten to twenty twelve. That was my thought. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, hey, I, I, it, it's kind of similar to the, the Celtics played the Warriors in the finals, and I swear to Celtics had like a top five MVP candidate, and he had a really good playoff run, and then something happened. I don't, I don't really know. That's kind of yeah. like Danny. You know, you just get to a certain spot and, you know, he doesn't perform. But otherwise, yeah, Danny, I'll take Danny on Monday against Charlotte on League Pass. But Thursday, TNT, nah. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I, was, I, was, I had a pretty good comparison for your ACLs. Like, it's kind of like getting your car fixed. It's like, oh, I don't got my car. But, like, oh, well, it's getting fixed. So, uh, Chris, what's it's the, the, the summoning? Six months. Yeah, Six yeah. Months in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So, well, Chris, what's, what's the summit plummet? <clears throat> well, part summit, um, happy Danny's getting the surgery and hope you have a speedy recovery, recovery brother. And um, outside of that, my my other summit I was thinking about before I heard that news, yesterday I had a, a, a men's league playoff game. It's the playoffs, right? We were up eight with two minutes left. Generational collapse, by the way. Generational collapse. It was tied 52 to 52 with six seconds left. This story isn't about me, though. So my teammate saw me wide open on the wing. I'm talking about like waving hands, wide open. Like I couldn't be more open. He decided to look me dead in my eyes. Ball fake. Mind you, at, the, at like four steps behind three-point line, ball fake, step through and shoot it with one hand. And it went in off the glass, so then we, and we won. So now we're moving on to the semifinals. So that is my summit because that is just a, a show that even when you don't believe, somebody else believes. Because I didn't believe. I was going to be mad. I was like, you know, <laughs> I think I'm going to make it. But, hey, he shut me up, and he made it. Thank you for carrying us. I was in his backpack. Thank you. Summit. Yeah. You well, were not like Giannis. You, 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 you didn't have his bag empty. Oh, yeah, Giannis, Giannis the, the empty backpack. I was um, the nastiest. Unfortunately, for Halloween, <laughs> dressing up. What you got to do to dress up as the Nasus? Walk around in a Nike Tech. Like, <laughs> Literally, walk around a Nike Tech and clap as hard as you can. Yeah, just start yelling, people. doing anything. Yep. Start taking money from people. He said, "My brother said I could." But um, so my summit is I ordered uh this like LED sign on TikTok shop. Hopefully, it's in. And then next week, you'll see it, like, right there. It says on air. So, you know, it looks, you know, pretty dope. A little pretty, like, official, at least on my end, you know, a little on air. Um, my plummet, though, is too much. In, in every sport, or at least, you know, NFL, NBA, it's too much ref talk. Like, there's too much blame in the refs. Because here's my thing. You lost by double digits. Your team did not do enough to win the game. I don't care what the Zebras did. Second, a possession or so. Uh, yeah, if you lost by a possession or so, you don't think you could look at your team and be like, y'all could have done something differently. Like, there's no other way you could look at the game. I don't know. That's just mind-boggling to me. Like, it, it, if you lose by one possession, your first instance is refs. You should probably hold your team a little bit more accountable, me personally. But Probably tell somebody to wear a smaller shoe or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But like, don't step out of bounds. Catch the ball in the or run your route into the end zone. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, and yeah, bringing up you know, Eagles Cowboys is basically what I was getting to. But um, all that said, we can get into NBA Weekly a little bit early because you know the NBA is getting kicked off and the in season tournament is in play. But there is no games today as we're recording this. Go vote. I didn't vote, so I'm a hypocrite. But I was at work all day. Don't blame me. The, I don't even know what we're voting for. I'm not going to lie. But not in the To preface the NBA weekly, next week, me and Tone will be going live from the Sixers versus Celtics. <laughs> Round two. They we play are twice not going on. live. We're... <laughs> hey, doing a podcast we're at the game will be insane. Insane. Yeah, you'll watch me get a, anything. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll watch me get a beer poured on my head. Because I'm gonna be wearing my Tatum jersey, but first time ever Tony seeing Tatum live. Yeah, seeing Celtics, any Celtics game live. I went to plenty of Sixers games. I've oh, enjoyed wow. myself. 
Uh, I've got to see some of my favorite players live. I've got to see in 2016 Steph Curry in action. I've gotten to see um, Atlanta Hawks Al Horford. In I got did to, you get see... to see Marco Bellinelli. I don't think I did. I don't think so. I don't think I ever went to a game when he was there. I got to see Robert Covington. I've gotten to see Isaiah Cannon, Ish Smith. Uh, I saw I saw Spencer Halls before, and then last year uh, when he they played the Magic, him. I got to see uh, Paulo mm-hmm. play. That was awesome. He had an amazing game. I watched Bull Bull be ass with my own eyes. Um, but real life NBA Weekly, uh, like I was saying before we were recording, Celtics Celtics Wolves was awesome. That was an awesome game. It was lead changes throughout the whole game. You know, swings of momentum. And Edwards was in foul trouble, so. They were using him sparingly. Uh, Rudy Gobert had a really good game, and he went like – he was brutal from the line. And Joe Mazzola actually called a hack of Rudy, I guess. But Rudy played really well. I feel like a, a lot of – him and Bam had pretty good nights. But, um, you know, Edwards and McDaniels made pretty good defensive plays on Tatum throughout the clutch. Uh, not to say Tatum had a bad game by any measure. The dude at 32. But, um, you know, shout out the Wolves. Like, they're for real. And they finally understand. Uh, they've known for a couple of years, but now for real, Edwards is the key. You could almost say McDaniel's is like the second guy on offense, while being the main guy on defense. Edwards is bought in on defense. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, get ready to learn Chinese, because my hot take for that team, I think I like Nas Reed more for that team. Not that he's a better basketball player. That's ridiculous to say, but he's better for that basketball team. I think he fits better alongside his minutes with Rudy. Um, I think he fits better with McDaniels and Edwards. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I've been talking about Naz Reed for about six years now. He went to high school with JQ, uh, Javon Quinley in uh, uh, Jersey. And Javon Quinley is at Memphis now with Penny Hardaway. But Naz Reed is, he, he was literally the prototype center for what the NBA is going to now, like being able to, be mobile and being able to play offense and defense in that way to be able to be able to set screens, be able to move, be able to play in the corner, play out the corner, play top of the key. Naz is that perfect guy. So I'm with you 100% on that take. I think, and also too, it works for if the Timberwolves are going to play the two bigs. I think Naz, like you said, is is a little better because he's just a little more mobile than Cat. And he's also a little more able to do things on defense. Not saying that Cat doesn't have the physical tool. He just doesn't. He just doesn't do it. So I think Naz is, is perfect for him. And I think he's a better, like, pick-and-roll decision maker after he catches it, like, able to either go make a bucket or make a pass. So, yeah, I was happy you said that. I love Naz Reed. He's a great player. I, I need to find – so a while ago, we would post, like, Summit standouts on Instagram. Cool little graphics we did, you know, just who who had good games across the league. Um, I remember specifically – yes – on December 17th of last season, Nas Reed. We made this cool little graphic for Nas Reed. 28-9-3 with three steals. But, of course, yeah, the cover of that was, was, it was LeBron. It was 37-year-old LeBron, or I guess he was 38 at this point, uh, with a plus-minus of plus 26. Nothing new this season, which I guess, Chris, you might as well talk about the Lakers. I mean, you might as well talk about how LeBron is... In ultimate backpack mode already. Let me just tell y'all, man. And let me tell everybody who's listening. This is the reason why I say LeBron's the GOAT. It's not because I don't like Michael Jordan. It's not because I don't think Michael Jordan's an elite player. I really do. It's just LeBron does something every year 
that we've never seen somebody do. Not just age stuff. It's just always something. There's never been a time in my life, your life, or anybody else's life where a 38-year-old player has been the best player on any team that's led them to a cha- that's like you know supposed to lead them to a championship. Like even 37, there's just never been a guy doing that. So that's why I think LeBron is who he is. And also too. The teams are built around LeBron, so he should be that guy. You know what I'm saying? Even it, it, that's just kind of how it works. But at the same time, for him to actually hold up, be able to do that, and to you know knock on wood, hopefully stay relatively healthy and be able to do it for you know a full season, it's just crazy to think about. And as much as I think the Lakers team fits, like just as a whole, fits together, I think they just need to jail more, and I think they just need to get smoothed out lineups. I think they'll be okay. I, I'm, I'm way more optimistic at the start of this season than I was last year even with how them you know having up and down games and they they've lost to good teams like you know their beginning schedule mm-hmm. has been good so so yeah I, it's just it, and, and like i said i'm not as down on lakers as everybody else i think i said a lot of stuff matter being a basketball player bro i know i can go play aau with somebody it's gonna take four to five weeks for us to get it together these are grown men playing against other grown men who have schemes and everything built up so it's gonna take time it's gonna take time to figure out what pieces work pieces don't work so uh, i'm excited about them i think they're, I don't think they've been disappointing so far. I think it's been just, yeah, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I got a pretty good high house for the for the Lakers. I will say this: uh, last night I saw they were down. I think by eight with like two minutes or some left, and I'm kind of like, nah, that that thing, that thing's over with. And I go back and look at the box score, and it just looks like for the last two minutes of the game, they were, or no, not the last two minutes of the game, but leading that comeback to get within one. They kind of just like forget everybody else. Austin Reason, LeBron, we're gonna play this two man game, we're gonna get back in it. And that's kind of what the play by play like suggested. And then you get to like two and a half minutes left in the game, uh, and no one scores for two and a half minutes. So, like, okay, whatever happened there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the on and off numbers for LeBron, it, it's it, it's we're we're never gonna get that passing of the torch, man. We're we're never gonna get it. LeBron is always going to be better than Anthony Davis. He's always going to be the number one on this team. And that's for several reasons. One, LeBron's a better basketball player. And two, AD's just not reliable. And I'm not going to knock him. Maybe he's just out for this game and he's back. And I want him to be healthy. But even when he's healthy, he does not impact the game enough offensively when LeBron's not on the court to really take over the reins. He can't play make like LeBron, bingo. That's why he can't, uh, maybe in the bubble, but now he definitely can't shoot like LeBron. Uh, not that LeBron is, you know, this out-of-world shooter anyway. Um, he's not you know as good of a go-to scorer as LeBron either. This You said that passing the torch, they will never pass the torch. This reminds me, LeBron made a comparison that the Steelers are the Lakers, and guess what? It reminds me of Juju and A.B., AB was never passing the torch to Juju. Never. Cook. Never. Cook. And, he, Cook. and he shouldn't have, and he shouldn't have had to because and not only was Antonio Brown better, uh, and I don't think they were trying to force it that way. I just think Antonio Brown has CTE. Uh, hopefully LeBron doesn't have that. But <laughs> that's also a good comparison, though. Uh, or you could say, well, Big Ben never played with Kenny Pickett, but like that was another thing. Um, like with yeah. Big Ben mentor, a younger guy, but not that young. I mean, AD was a vet by the time he got to LeBron, but I do like that comparison though. Like, but I would say AB was like in the fat thick of his prime by the time Juju got there. So it was kind of like, I don't know. But yeah, the fact that he said the, uh, the Lakers and the Steelers is genuinely hilarious because like LeBron Loki knows ball now, but um, <laughs> you want to talk about, I mean, 
I talked about my team. Well, I didn't really talk about my team. I kind of talked about the Wolves, but we talked about Lakers. Danny, I mean, we might as well talk about Sixers as well. You might as well. Five straight. I mean, they're going five straight going to this game against the Celtics on Wednesday. Nick Nurse has found a rhythm. I mean, five straight. The game that they lost was because Damian Lillard went absolutely nuclear in the fourth quarter. Um, don't yeah. blame him. It's a good, it was a crazy game. The Sixers seem to have found a new rhythm, and they're a different team than they were in the past. And it all starts with Tyrese Maxey. Last game, he had 11 assists, zero turnovers. If That's you're getting baller. that, if you're getting that from Tyrese Maxey, and with him dropping 25 points a game, there's not many teams are going to beat the team. Yeah, I would agree. And I was talking um, with somebody about the success that their team is having because it's not only Joel and Maxi, it's their wing play as well. Tobias Harris, I've always been a voucher for Tobias Harris. I think he's the most efficient role, like scoring role player in the NBA besides like Michael Porter Jr. But what he provides that Michael Porter doesn't, Tobias tries on defense. Not that he's phenomenal or anything, but he does give effort. Same thing with Kelly Oubre. Gives effort on the other end. Can can honestly get a bucket at will. And he reminds me, majority yeah. of this because he left-handed, reminds me a lot of uh, Michael Beasley. Um, <laughs> and like, like you know, like 6'8", 6'9", can get to whatever side, can get to a bucket. Uh n- don't get a twist though. Michael Beasley will bust his head. One of them ones. He, he the ones. He said Michael Beasley was one of them. What? Come on, man. He was whooping LeBron in Miami, bro. Come and, on. And but, on top of that, I want to give show some love to Danny uh, and the Sixers too. I'm a big D'Anthony Melton fan, and the Harden departure nice. let him be who he was. Because and another person, I, I like Shake Milton too, but I thought Melton was better for the Sixers than Milton was as far as what they needed, and especially next to Maxi, it really allows Maxi because Maxi tries Maxi actually a, a solid defender, like especially point of attack and on ball. Yeah, Maxi's I more agree. than solid, but Melton's like your guard who can legitimately lock people. Like he, he, he reminds me, yeah, of he's Derek. guarding Tatum every night. He's right. guarding Paul. He reminds Jordan. me of Derek White, like not necessarily as good on defense, but six four, six three, six four, but guards bigger guys. And Dante Melton's actually he's pretty solid on offense too. He can make open shots. He can play make as a second, third playmaker. I really like Melton. I like the fact that he's playing more with the departures that you guys have had. So I think the Sixers. Like Max is one of those small guards that you don't necessarily need a big guard next to him, but you just need somebody who can also defend bigger wings. And I think the Sixers have that. So I don't think they need to trade for a star. I think they could, but I think they can kind of roll and maybe get like a, a pseudo second star, like or two and a half, like a, like a Siakam. I think he'd be perfect, maybe if they were to go that route. But other than that, I think they're. I, I like what they have right now. Yeah, I love what, what they, they have right now is something that people really haven't like expected. I think Nick Nurse is putting players in the position to win where Doc Rivers was trying to force Tobias Harris to be a three-point shooter. He was trying to force PJ Tucker to just be some phenomenal three corner three shooter when he could make that like probably like 35% of the time if he was lucky. Um, One thing I like about Nick Nurse that you mentioned, because I mean, offensively, the fact that they're even doing what they're doing is it's amazing because everyone knows like Nick Nurse is not the one to really draw up this phenomenal half court offense. But defensively, not only is he one of the best defensive coaches in the in the NBA, he's he's like up there. Him, Frank Vogel, um, uh, Taylor Jenkins, like all these nice uh, defensive coaches. Nick Nurse now has a unit of guys who are willing to defend and can defend so you have maxi who i agree like a very underrated defender it got to a point in that celtic sixer series tatum was switching off of maxi to get to melton or get to someone else but he 
he's been doing really well. Tobias, I've always think is is a solid, willing defender. Uh, Kelly Oubre's bought in, and mind you, on a veteran minimum, which is unreal. Can't the believe that him and Christian Wood signed for those at this point. But biggest deal of free agency by far. I don't know why the Mavs did not put an offer in because now they're suffering needing the Kelly Oubre. That was the that was the steal of, of free agency. It's it's so know. hilarious that the forward position can be played by a guy like Kelly Oubre. Uh, and can also be played by a guy like Grant Williams. Uh, those two, those two, <laughs> they they would they would get completely different numbers at the club, to say the least. But uh, yeah, I, I like what the Sixers. I, I think all our teams are eating pretty well. Uh, I mean, yeah. Celtics got their first loss, but uh, Tatum dropped thirty. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> My fancy team, so I'm with it. MVP MV, MV, case building. We're good. We're good, man. <laughs> Yo, one thing for the Mavs, I'll mention, Derek Jones Jr. is going to be a vital piece for them defensively moving forward. Trust, yeah. and that has nothing to do with the fact he went to our middle school. We think he actually balls, <laughs> which he does. For a exactly. while, he was in and out of the G League, and now he's got a real spot in the NBA, man. We're we're proud. <laughs> yeah, he's he's legitimately – like, Derek Jones legitimately is – that long rangey defender that you need, and he's so bouncy. Like even if he's not on shooting, with the way Luca plays and the way that the Mavs are playing this year, he can just play rim runner and play roller and play dunk mm-hmm. final offense and just space Dude. to the corner. <laughs> Literally, Derek Derek Jones is like a six foot eight Wemby. <laughs> and he got bounce. He got bounced though. And I think Wemby is a better shooter, but um, probably. Yo, yeah. you, yo, who's nice for the Mavericks though? No, who real nice? Jaden Hardy told y'all. Uh, uh Jaden Hardy too. I was going to say Derek Lively, though, because he's the only one who came through. I had three rookies set up to get double-doubles. Asar gets only nine boards. Wemby only gets nine boards. Derek Lively, his first double-double is a – it's monstrous. Guess where he went to school him, at? He was plus 1,000. Guess where he went to school at? Derek Lively? What, high school? He went to West Town. I don't know who that is. <laughs> him, Mo Bamba, and uh, Cam Reddish all went to West Town at Westchester. Oh, oh, oh! I know, Cam I know Cam oh. Reddish. Cam Reddish, a PA guy. So we always yeah. don't mess with Cam, but like same time, now he's on the low, on the high, on the low. But uh, um, anything else we want to talk about from the NBA? We want to talk any you know playing tournament or? I, I want to say one thing about the playing tournament. One yeah, thing I think it's kind of fire. I was a little skeptical at first. I was like, mm, it's kind of weird. But after the first day, I saw teams were kind of taking it serious. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of cool. Like it was. And I'm also a fan of courts. I know a lot of people don't like them. I think they're kind of cool. Like a couple of them, couple couple are egregious, but a couple are pretty cool. Like I I, I like that, and I just like that the fact that NBA is trying to compete with football, like until football is over. Like I can I can respect the effort. Honestly, I can respect it, even if it doesn't work. I can respect it, and it's giving them something to play for. And also, I was watching um, Michael Bridges talk about in season term. He was like just to kind of dumb it down, like basically a lot of the players are playing for the bench players, like to make sure they get that extra hundred, I mean, million, 500,000, you know, hundred K like bonus that comes with the. That's fire. So I think that's, that's, lit that's something I didn't even like kind of think of. I'm kind of like, yeah. all right, that extra money bonus. Like, hopefully we get to a point where like the, the NBA cup, which is the trophy. Hopefully one day we get to somewhere like that means something to somebody, but, um, uh, but yeah, like, but, playing for the guy next to you like quite literally uh i never even thought about it that way that's awesome from uh mikhail and, yeah i some of the courts are out of one but my favorite quote was from dame where they win the game and he's like they're asking him like is something different he was like he was like yeah something different but like i don't even know like it's different but like it's not a playoff game but the air is different 
But Bones, that boy Bones said, "Yeah, I don't even know. I just saw we had a game. I saw a champion, a, a trophy by it." So, Bones is from Delaware. He's dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> He's dumb. Dumbest Tyrese Maxey variant. Um, you got anything else? Uh, NBA. I mean, the, I would say the Celtics haven't played an in-season tournament game yet, so they'll be they'll be playing Friday, I believe. Their group is like Magic Hawks. Bulls and it's a real easy group, but they're going zero and two against the Magic, so it doesn't really matter. And I was gonna say too. Uh, I was gonna ask you about the in-season tournament. Like, do y'all do y'all have a favorite jersey y'all seen so far? Like, I like the, the Celt- I like the Celtics jersey a lot. I like the like it, it has like parquet on the side. Like, yeah, the, it are. looks like the floor. Um, I like yeah. theirs. I oh, man, if Indy just used their normal blue, I would have liked it so much. I man. really would have. I love the graffiti, but like, I was about to say that. Why did you use that blue? That's horrible. Yeah, I thought it was lit until I saw the blue, and it made the court look trash because the court was too blue. I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I like the Raptors one. I don't think they've worn it yet, but I like how it looks. That gold uh, with the black it looks like kind of like lightning stripes almost. It's kind of yeah. Gold. They've been they've been doing that one for um for a, a minute, while because yeah. like Drake, um, Drake brought the OVO jerseys out and whatnot. Um, sure. I'm trying to try. I'm trying to find a picture of all of them from this year, but maybe lagging behind and be showing. You know who has a pretty good one? The Suns, because they can't really mess it up. They just have El Valley on it. It's purple, gradient numbers. It ain't too bad. The Knicks would have hit home with the black stripe on the side, but they made the lettering, like, weird. Like I don't, I didn't like it. Jazz kind of just stuck with their throwback jersey, just modernized it a little bit. Looks good. Bucks is whatever. I like um, the Wizards. What is the Wizards? I thought it was kind of cool too. I thought it was cool. I can't. I can't think of the Wizards jersey right now. Oh, the district. I kind of like it. It gives all some Harry Potter vibes. I kind of. I kind of like it. It's not bad. It's it's one of the better ones that they had. Oh, definitely. Sure. Uh, the Nets. I think the Nets jersey is horrible. Uh, Golden State's is horrible. Contextually, the Sixers jersey is actually decent compared to everyone else. Yes, it, it's a fine jersey. It's just the it's Nuggets fine. have the worst one by far. The altitude yeah. on there sucks. That's horrible. Sucks. I That's can't it. believe you win a championship and you go on an all-time marketing losing streak yeah. like that. And then the Lakers is second worst. That like little like like half like triangle. It, that is garbage. <laughs> that is so That's trash. trash. It, it doesn't matter. I think we can all agree. Uh, you know what else I like? I like the Spurs one. It's kind of like some old. It's so fire lettering. to me. Uh, but the worst really one. Hard. No, the worst one is. Heat culture. That's horrible. It, it, it's up there with Denver. They're, they're close because I think Denver was just so lazy. It looks like their old city jersey from two years ago, just with the altitude. I hate that. I really yeah. Hate yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we can get into oh apologies. Give me one moment because I never <laughs> I need to type up the slide, but we are in a second going to get into uh midseason awards. Of course, I didn't type it up. Uh, okay. And all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. So midseason awards. Is there anyone that y'all can think of that's like a gimme that like we really don't have to talk about? Because I feel like I feel like there's at least a race for all of these, if I'm not mistaken. There's a race for all of them. Uh I'm like a case that CJ Stroud probably has 
the offensive rookie of the year kind of gimme up. Um, right now, yeah. Right now. It's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. Puka is historic. Ooh. I would say Stroud's the favorite. Yeah, I would agree on that. I don't know if it's gimme, though. I just think do you want to do, do we just want to start with offensive rookie of the year? Yeah. We'll start with offensive. We'll start with the rookies of the year and we'll end it yeah, off. Start with, with offense. Our, we'll start with rookies of the year and then we'll move to offense, defensive player of the year, and then MVP. Why would no? So, I mean, I would. I just wanted to start with offensive rookie of the year just because we're there because we're already talking about it. But yeah, offensive rookie of the year. We'll start with it. My case starts with CJ Stroud. I think he's this award always goes to like the best offensive player in the past. Has been Herbert. It's been Dak when Zeke was on his team and probably had better stats than Dak. I think this is CJ Stroud's award to run away with. He has been phenomenal this past week. Made him probably the best quarterback. Out of this class, he's already passed Kenny Pickett in passing touchdowns in his career so far. Ain't hard to do. Yeah, that's crazy, though. C.J. Stroud looks the part. He is the part. And I wouldn't say the Panthers messed up drafting Bryce Young. But I would just say that, like, the Texans, what they got going with their head coach is something special. And I think they could be a legit contender in this AFC in the next two years. Yeah. Uh I'm going to go C.J. Stroud as well. Chris, are you going C.J. Stroud? Okay. So now that Danny kind of got his case out the way, you know, 14 touchdowns, one pick. Uh, I'm going to present you all with a question. Who is the best quarterback that C.J. Stroud is better than? Because outside of, like, my top seven guys, I think it's up to debate with anybody at this point. He's playing super efficient football. He's not turning the ball over. He's being aggressive. No moment is too bright for him, at least yet. Uh, and he's just, he's been the he's clearly been the guy. Like they really hit you know Jack the Bob. nail the nail on the head. So yeah, who is who is the best quarterback that CJ Stroud is better than? Uh, is it Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Jared Goff's top ten ish around that range. I think. I think Stroud's better. I think Stroud's better. I really do. I think he is more complete than Goff. He can maneuver outside the pocket. He can use his legs to make plays. Yeah. He can be a playmaker. You give him That's you give I'm him saying. Sam Laporta, Amon Ross St. Brown. See, he's making it work with Tank Dell, baller, but Not like Tank, he's making yeah. it work with Tank Dell. Dalton Schultz had an awesome game. Noah Brown had an awesome game. He's yeah. make like I do believe this is a better group than what's going on in over Carolina, yeah. but these guys aren't like elite guys. Like I wouldn't say they're I mean, the were there for Nico Collins, but you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I saw a stat: the four leading receivers are used to all be Cowboys. Yes, it was CD Noah Brown, uh, Dalton Schultz, and who are we missing? Dang, that's cool. I didn't know that. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Amari Cooper. Yeah, Uh, all those weapons that Dak had and did nothing with it. Uh, Trash can. (laughs) But he's better Uh, than Dak too, by the way. He's better than Dak. I I didn't even want to say that. I I thought that was just like a gimme. So I was just go past it. Please. Here we'll do this. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll do it a little. Take the skyline style. This quarterback or C.J. Stroud. Um, I'm not going to mention any of the top seven guys, which. By the way, my top seven guys are Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Lamar, Lawrence. No order. Any add one any more? Add one week. more. When I, when I put Rogers in there, he be, Rogers is better than him. 
Says who? Based off what we last saw from Rodgers? Oh. His mm, last year in Green Bay? In. Not better than Stroud. So, I'll, I will leave it out because he is injured out of respect for him. But top seven guys are my top seven guys. With Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Lamar, and Lawrence. I believe those guys are the top seven, cream of the crop. And besides Mahomes, those other six, any given week, those guys can be quarterback too. Okay, so let's start. C.J. Stroud or Tua Tagovailoa? Tua. I'm taking yeah, Tua for now. Yeah, Tua. Taking Tua? Okay. I'm going C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud or Jared Goff? Tua. I mean, I said that Tua. That's not even an option. C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I'm taking CJ, Stroud. Both taking Stroud? Okay. I'll go Stroud as well. Um, C.J. Stroud or Geno Smith? Stroud, immediately. I like Geno. Geno right back yet? Stroud. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote back. He yeah, he wrote back. Uh, yeah, I'm going Stroud. You gave him a pin the ball to write back, by the way. <laughs> okay. Try to get into at least a, he, mailed uh, he mailed it. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I would say I, I want to say Murray, but I want to let Murray play. I want to let him breathe first. Mm-hmm. Um. Trying to think of some. I got one. CJ Stroud or Matthew Stafford? Oh, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Um, hey, just so I can get both of y'all opinions on this, uh, CJ Stroud or Dak Prescott? Stroud. Um, I think Dak is a good game manager at this point in his career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott is an elite backup quarterback right now. Yeah. Elite. Like, elite. Like, like if you if Dak is your backup. Like you're in good shape, so I'm taking the starting quarterback over. Dak oh, he's so brutal. Yeah, I'll dude, tell you I'm, this. I'm taking no shorts. I'm hating on him. That Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz of the Rams? Yo, Rams Carson Wentz, the le- Rams legend Carson Wentz. Uh, Jay, there's not really quarterback play has not been good this year. I'll say that. Um, not been elite. I tell you that. And I was surely yeah. wrong about my MVP, uh, not MVP prediction. I think I said I could see a Justin Fields uh, MVP thing. Yeah, bro. Yeah. JK. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, I, uh, I got a good one for you. Ready? Former Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson or CJ Stroud? That's not good. It's Stroud. <laughs> There's no question. Oh, but but Texans, Texans Watson, I mean, he was something. He, was. he don't exist. That dude's not real. <laughs> it, it didn't happen. 2017 Wentz didn't happen. Uh, 2018 golf didn't happen. All those this are is, fake. There's a slimmer of hope that, like, I, I, I rewatched like the that Clemson team, and I'm like, Deshaun Watson's in there somewhere, right? <laughs> Dog, that Clem, those Clemson teams were baller. It's just he's a freak. <laughs> okay, so we all agree. We just went on a little somewhere. tangent that CJ Stroud is him and he's top 10. Uh, I'm standing on that f- for sure right now. Uh, I think he's the most complete, one of the most complete quarterbacks in the game. He can use his legs, good pocket presence, can read a defense. He plays football. He don't take tests. Um, he, he can he can throw on the run. He can maneuver the pocket really well. Um, I saw something last up. year. It said uh, the Eagles should trade Jalen Hurts for C.J. Stroud because he's cheaper. Yo, like in the draft, that's what I saw pre draft. I was like, that's wild. Okay, let's trade Mahomes. Let's trade Mahomes for uh Bryce Young because he's cheaper. Uh, but okay, we can get into defensive rookie of the year. 
Um, I would say it's kind of a two-man race right now between uh, Devin Witherspoon and, and, and Jalen Carter. Yeah, all of us had Jalen Carter as our preseason picks. Uh, by the way, for our Offensive Rookie of the Year picks, uh, Chris had Bryce Young, Danny had Bijan, I had Bijan. AR. Five. The Falcons KB. hate Bijan Robinson, and I want people to understand that they hate him for some it's reason. So I don't bad. Know why, why draft yeah. him? Why draft? Yeah, they they, they hated Kyle Pitts. They hate Bijan. They, they hate generational talent. Get them away from Caleb Williams immediately. They're gonna find yeah. a way to line that man up at tight end and make him block. <laughs> They're gonna do some don't sicko don't, stuff. Okay. don't trip. Felipe Franks is a tight end on that team for for a minute. Trust, bro. Felipe Franks is an elite athlete. So defensive rookie of the year. Are we all going to stick with Carter, or do we want to go with a spoon? It's kind of like Witherspoon has had some pretty good impact, I would say. Uh, not so much last game, but not really his fault. Uh, but Carter, yeah, on the other hand, pick. Carter Carter's been the best defensive player on the Eagles, like entirely. Like he is providing that middle pressure that we thought we were going to miss when Javon Hargrave left. Uh, he came up with a big. Um, Pressure on Dak late in the game that led to Josh Sweat getting the sack, and then he came in cleaning it up. Uh, I'm gonna go Carter. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my preseason pick. Do y'all have any Witherspoon love, or nope. just we gonna stick with Carter? I was gonna I like say everyone. I do too. I like Witherspoon a lot, but I so think Jalen Carter on this on this defense is playing phenomenal. Um, he's kind of the X factor. And you're looking at what the impact level they're bringing. They're both brand a lot, but I like Carter snug it up that middle. Yeah, and I, I do want to give credit. To, I, I do want to shout out Christian Gonzalez. He was phenomenal when he was healthy. He was doing really, really good and had some real competition with Carter. But unfortunately, you know, things happen. Uh, but, yeah, we're all going to go Carter here. Nothing. You know what this crazy. reminds me of? Well, very, very much reminds me of Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn got drafted back-to-back draft picks in their draft. Oh, wow. Yeah, and oh, yeah, I remember that. Devin Witherspoon and your boy Christian Gonzalez. I mean, they were consensus one A, one B in the draft. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because Horn got hurt his rookie year, and then he kind of like, I think I think JC Horn's still one of the really really good corners in the NFL. I believe so. And yeah, when health when healthy at least. <laughs> And then Witherspoon is still playing, like he, he's healthy. And Sertan is – I think it's very comparable to that draft. Yeah, I could I could see where you're coming from there. If Derek Stingley actually got to, you know, play, you know, how he should have his rookie year, then, you know, we could talk about him and Sauce that way. But um, we can move on to – we can do what Danny said. We can move on to the players of the year. We can start with offense, though. Um. I had Travis Kelsey for my offensive player of the year, obviously not turning out, but if Taylor Swift was at all his games, I would have, there would be a conversation. Danny originally chose Nick Chubb, but he got hurt. And then he changed it to Justin Jefferson, who also got hurt. Um, so it's not fair. And then Chris had Jamar Chase. So for our offensive player of the year, I feel like we're all going. Not to have a good pick. Guy, but. <laughs> Yeah, we're all gonna have a new pick, absolutely. But uh, I was my offensive player of the year is gonna be Tua. If the man can't win MVP, I'm gonna pick him to win offensive player of the year. Hit 1K in like eight weeks is the is the wide receiver who is an engine of an offense there in Miami, and Wait, they Tyreek, go with those. 
Tyreek Hill. You said Tua. Oh, now let me start over because I'm. That, that's my fault. I had you thinking Tua because I messed it up. All right, so for offensive player of the year, I'm going Tyreek Hill. I mean, if he can't win MVP, give him offensive player of the year. He's the he's a wide receiver who is an offensive engine for that team. They go as he goes. I mean, even in doubt, like even if Tua can't get anything going downfield, get it just get it out to Hill in space and he'll make something happen. He's legitimately won this Dolphins team many games. He kept uh he didn't he had some pretty crucial drops in the Chiefs game, but you know, he he's still he he had a pretty overall good game, I would say. He'd be my offensive player of the year. Yeah, my offensive player of the year is none other than Eagles legend AJ Brown. Uh what he has done for this offense is phenomenal. Nothing shy of phenomenal. He is game breaking. Jalen Hurts puts it up. And I feel like people are kind of disrespecting Hurts. They're like, oh, you have AJ Brown. No, AJ Brown is getting open, but Hurts is per- throwing some pearly, pearly balls. Yeah. Like these are really, really good balls that Hurts is sending out there to AJ Brown, and he's receiving them. So that's okay. All right, man. You, uh, okay. Thanks for the AJ Brown love. We'll move on. Uh, Chris, who's your offensive player of the year? I'm trying to stop laughing because I saw what he was going with at the the Bro. first time he said I was trying to keep my composure. <laughs> you got it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Tyreek Hill too. Um, and it's really the same reason. If you can't give him MVP because wide receivers don't win MVP, he has to get the next best award. I think he he's just been the guy. Like overall, him and AJ Brown have been the guy. So I think I wouldn't be mad at a co offensive player of the year as a, if it ended today because they both been that good. Um, but yeah, but I go with Tyreek Hill though. That's that's my pick. Yeah, well, we're all kind of. I, this is why I thought I thought we'd all go in this direction. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, I had Micah Parsons. Danny had T.J. Watt. Chris had Sauce Gardner. Um, the Sauce Gardner I think, one was always a long shot because corners just don't get love like that. But uh, Danny, you can go ahead because I feel like you're probably closest. You probably hit the mark closest. Yep. Actually, uh, Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. And none other than your boy in Cleveland, Miles Garrett. All are about tied in the odds race to win Defensive Player of the Year. They're all putting up phenomenal seasons so far. TJ and Miles Garrett both have nine and a half sacks. Michael Parsons is that X factor of man. He's had a sack, at least a sack in each of his last three games, one and a half in the Eagles game. His pressure rate is phenomenal. I think you could give. Any of those three edge rushers, you could give it to. Um, it's going to come down to these next eight weeks to see really what happens. TJ, like like Chris says every week, TJ Watt is an unreal human being, and that's why the Steelers are twelve and five in the last seventeen games. Um, yeah, I I mean, Micah Parsons is a little uh, he's a little polar bear in Arlington, Texas, for me personally. I kind of think this is a two man race between TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, and I think I'm going to lean. Miles Garrett a little bit to go, I think what two and one with PJ Walker as your starting quarterback. That's insane, man. He has single handedly won this team games. I mean, TJ Watt is a fine pick. That that's entirely fine. Um, and usually when things come down to the wire with two guys and one of them's already won one, they're probably going to lean to the guy that hasn't gotten one yet. Which it's insane how Miles Garrett doesn't have one, but every year something happens. 
I would go Miles Garrett at this point, but TJ Watt is just as good as good of a pick. I don't feel confident in, enough in Parsons to match their level for the rest of the season to stick with my preseason pick. So it's a little cowardly, but I'm going Miles Garrett. Oh, well, I guess I got to spoil the party. Don't call me a home teamer, but my defensive player of the year pick is Roquan Smith so far. And I'll tell you why. It's been a lot of injuries on the Ravens defense. Uh, Marlon's, Marlon's back healthy now. We got Marcus, Marcus Williams back now. But it's been a little makeshift of a secondary at, at points. And one thing you can count on as a constant has been Roquan Smith. And I think that the Ravens have had a pretty elite defense this year, um, all things considered, like close to elite as, as you can be. And I think it's all because of Roquan keeping everything together. And, and Justin Matabuke, too. He should be an offseason priority. He's been he's been great as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Ro- Roquan will be my pick just because I think, I think the Ravens are going to end with a really good record. And I think if, you know, a lot of that's going to be because of the defense. Like holding people to three and six points, like back-to-back weeks and stuff like that, like that's that's just elite defense in my opinion, playing, playing really well. And I think that whole reason is because of Roquan Smith. And I know it's a long shot. It'll probably be Watt, in my opinion. I think Watt will probably get the award, but my pick would be Roquan Smith. You know, I wanted to say before the Niners' three-game losing streak, I really wanted to say Fred Warner. I really, really wanted to say Fred Warner. He is unreal, man. He is a safety trap in a linebacker's body with linebacker instincts. He could just do it all. Uh, but you his know, lateral speed is crazy, dude. Fred exactly, like, exactly. Like he, he's in a tier of his own. But I like the Roquan pick because it reminded him, like, can a middle linebacker still really win this thing? You know, with kind of just being the running back of defense now. But was the last was the last middle linebacker to win it, Ray Lewis? Who, Danny, who was the last middle linebacker to win defense player of the year? Was it Luke Keekley? It was Luke. I don't think Keekley probably. I think it was Keekley. Um, okay, that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right, because the last couple have just been defensive tackles, and Stephon Gilmore won it that one year, which is whatever. But, um, okay, so you two are – your one's going we're, – we're staying in the AFC North. That's what we're doing, who is currently the best division in football, everybody in the playoffs. Well, yo, Keekly never won there. it. Uh, what? Uh, you know, no, Keekly won it in 2013, I lied. Uh, okay. It was Keekly, okay. and before that – it's 2005. There's one other person before Ray Lewis to win it. Can you guess who it is? 2005? Wait, 2005 yep. Ray Lewis won it or this other person won it? Other person won it in 2005. Yeah. Ray Lewis won in 04, right? Is it Brian Urlacher? There it is. Bingo. How about I say, now, now, that's one Chicago Bear I would never hate on. Him and Devin. Underrated, super underrated 2000s, 2010s linebacker. London Fletcher, man. He was a dog. He was and so Lance good. Briggs, too. I like Lance Briggs a lot. Yes. Linebackers. Oh, yeah. I saw Bear someone do a, a grid trivia with London Fletcher the other day. Pretty funny. Well, that's lit. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, uh, I, I like London Fletcher, man. He's really good. He would always get drafted to my unfair uh, Madden teams uh, to play alongside Ray and Erlacher. Um, uh, Chris, so got- one one thing to note about the Ravens, uh, Roquan Smith, you need him to step up uh, for the last seven games of the season. They got the Browns, Bengals, Chargers, ignore the Rams, Jags, Niners, Dolphins, and Steelers. They got a hard schedule remaining. And they talk about the Eagles going late. That was halfway my reason, Danny, as, as to my defensive player of the year pick. Because if, if they can come out of that stretch with that seven games, what, five and two? Uh, or that seven games, I think that if they can yeah. come out that stretch five and two, I think the defense will be a huge part of it, and I think that would be games. my case for Roquan. Oh yeah, so I think they can come I'm out. I'm very, I'm very excited to see them 
play the Niners because from like I said a couple episodes ago, Purdy does not look good against guys who can throw some stuff at you. And how's Purdy gonna act when Kyle Hamilton coming off the edge or he gonna drop back or you know I, I'm I'm interested to see. But yeah, the, the Eagles, the Eagles and Niners got or the Eagles and Ravens got some gauntlets coming up. And then you know their gauntlet is gonna finish when they link up in February, Trust, But uh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna have to mediate a debate if if y'all meet at the Super Bowl because I don't got faith in Kenny Pickett. Nah, I'm I'm jinxing it. Lamar Lamar masterclass, Jalen Hurts stinker, AJ Brown locked up by Humphrey. All, I'm pulling out all the jinx. I'm pulling out devil magic. I cannot. <laughs> I can't watch the Blues again. I can't do it. <laughs> Don't you Fight. worry, because I got reverse magic for you. Don't worry about it. I, Yo. I, I, you said wait, what? Wait. King of Gainwell breakout games the Super Bowl? Got no. <laughs> no. My, my my devil magic will supersede all of yours for my uh, hots, and, hots and locks. Yeah. La, oh, no. Lamar got left. He got left at the airport. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Who canceled his flight? Marcus Mariota suiting up for the Eagles? Oh, wow. I will yeah. say, though, if we get a Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts Super Bowl, there's a certain demographic that will be very upset. Very, <laughs> very upset. Not us, not us though. We're going to be hyped. But we might as well move into MVP. Uh, Danny, you want to get started on MVP? My MVP is a quarterback, the only quarterback who has 8-1 in the NFL, the only quarterback – who has been in the NFL the last 27 weeks has had the best record in the NFL. Jalen Hurts. He has he's all the hate aside. Oh, tush push, whatever. This, that, and the other. Jalen Hurts, when they gets thrown into the fire, comes out of the smoke. He comes out the other end and he just he just keeps going. Uh, he gets his knee hurt. I'll do anything for the city of Philadelphia. This man is a proven tough leader, and sometimes the stats don't tell a full story because he manages this team and he takes care of the team. You're talking about value. Value isn't just stats. It's about how you manage a group of men, and he has it. Yeah, I might as well piggyback off of it. Before the season, I said Jalen Hurts would win the MVP, and I'm sticking with it. 8-1. I'm just going to read off because the stats don't tell the full story. Here's how good he's been, though. 68.9 68.9 completion percentage. He has over 2,300 yards. He has over 800 yards in the last three weeks. Uh, 15 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's thrown eight touchdowns and one pick in the last three weeks. Rushing-wise, not where he's – he's on track to do what he's done last season, but you can tell it's a little different. Um, 316 yards, seven touchdowns. So we're looking at 22 total touchdowns. Um, to 10, to 10 turnovers. And that's what I like with mobile quarterbacks. I like to do the total touchdowns to the total turnovers, 22 to 10. That's pretty good to me. Not only that, stats will back up. He's been one of the best pocket passers in the NFL last year. I test will tell you he's been one of the best pocket passers in the NFL this season. He's just been, he's been phenomenal. He's been everything that he is advertised to do. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's a stat. I forget the stat. Uh, Jalen Hurts, when playing from behind, has some like elite statistics. When he's playing, yeah, with the lead, he's actually not that good. But when he's playing from behind, he's out of this world, which is yeah, what when, you want from a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, when mate, I I, I love I love this line that Mark Jones used with Jason Tatum last year. Jalen Hurts not always there when you call, but always on time. I mean, 
if they're going to be down, yo, he's going to show up. If anybody going to show up, it's going to be him. Uh, on one knee, delivered a huge win against the Cowboys, huge win against the Dolphins, shot it out with uh, Sam Howell and the Commanders twice. Um, and he is now a rec, I believe, a record or tied record, 12 straight wins against winning teams. He has, no, I would say it's that or. I think it's 12 straight wins when trailing by double digits. It's something like that. He's, or it's something like that. He's ridiculous. When he is down, he is not out. Um, now, Chris, Chris's preseason pick was a good one. It was Lamar Jackson. I have a feeling someone's sticking to his guns. Uh, yeah, I just had to do my little uh, eyebrow raise. I think I was I right. Yeah, I and that. I'm sticking, <laughs> I'm sticking with my boy Lamar. And it's the only thing that I think would've hurt him. Uh his individual stats aren't crazy right now. Uh like just well, in Lamar's standard, they aren't crazy. So I think that could hurt him when it comes to MVP. So Jalen Hurts is a, a good pick. But I outside of being a homer G, I, I think really I'm staying with Lamar because this is the best I've seen him. And it's the least he's had to do. And that may sound crazy, but this is the best I've seen him. He's commanding his offense like no other. Like as far as the weapons we have, which I think are good now. This is a brand new offense. It does not look brand new most Sundays that we watch the Ravens. It looks like they've been well recently that that like like that, like they figured it out. And I think it's because of Lamar being dynamic. Him not having to run as much saves him throughout the game. So when he does run, it's even more potent to that offense and it's even more scary to the defense. So like I said, I think this is the best version of Lamar, and he already has an MVP. So I'm staying with my pick. I, I hope. Um, not hope, but I think his stats will, will kind of raise up. I think the games that are coming up, like Danny mentioned, I think it calls for him to, you know, be a little more Superman ish. So, like I said, if they can go six and two through that stretch, or even five and three, with them being seven and two now, I think it's a chance he can get that MVP. Yeah, I, well, I would, I would say the same thing with Jalen Hurts. My bad, just real quick. Um, with the the Eagles have Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks coming up, and the the, Cow- the first Cowboys game was a part of that gauntlet. But these next five games. Jalen walks out of that four and one, and he's putting up amazing numbers. He's he MVP. might have it. He might have it wrapped up because the last three weeks he plays Giants, Cardinals, Giants. He might not have you to play them but, though. That's the yeah. problem. Huh? He might not have to. He might not have to. But another, th- another I will thing say, is- if the man sits with three, if he does sit with three weeks left, I am mad at him. If that's the case, and he doesn't win it off of that, I'll live. But there's also, you know. They'll probably have the one seed locked up. You don't want to go four week, a whole month without playing football. That's kind of like some college stuff. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they'll do like maybe maybe they'll treat those last three weeks maybe like some preseason. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I also think that maybe Marcus Mariota could beat the beat those teams as well. But yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe maybe I don't know. The, the Did you have this, another MVP? Go ahead. No, nah, so I don't have another MVP, but because yeah, we just have coach of the year left. Lamar, he is really pivotal in this team. And it really matters. It comes down to how if Lamar is healthy, because Lamar's had this opportunity where he's six and two in the past. He gets hurt. And then the Ravens finish out four and four. Cause we know Huntley, he's okay, yeah. but yep, he's not. time to Odell though. <laughs> hey, shout out my boy Snoop. Big Snoop. He did. That's that's Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley to you. How many Pro Bowls does Kenny Pickett have? <laughs> Yo, Tyler Huntley has more Pro Bowl appearances than Jalen Hurts, 
uh, more Pro Bowl appearances than I think Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's never played in a Pro Bowl. I don't think he does. Boy, crazy. There is no Pro Bowl though, but like whatever. Um, yeah. All right. So I mean, we have Coach of the Year left. I picked Matt Lafleur. That's not looking good. Chris <laughs> said Ron Rivera, which isn't honestly the worst thing ever. I think they're sitting at four and four. That ain't bad. I think they're yeah. like in the mix for a playoff spot. I don't think that's a bad pick. I think Danny has the best pick though. Danny's yep. got D'Amico Ryan's, and yeah, they're also four and four. Yep, that's a different. God damn, game. man, he's he's <laughs> changed everything about Houston. I love that yep. pick. Danny, you going to stick with that, or or did you have a different guy in mind? I'm sticking with it, but I'm going to do it. My shout out to Mike T. Uh, Mike T. has always dragged the Steelers into somehow playoff contention every single fucking year, and he deserves praise for it because he has never won a Coach of the Year award. He does, so he deserves some praise for it. What? That's like Drew Brees not getting an MVP. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I did not but know I, that. That is unreal. I don't think he's won one. Let me check. He might yeah. have. That, that sounds one, right. one day ago, Mike Tomlin has never won Coach of the Year. I didn't even know this. I was just going yeah. off, off vibe. I was going off vibe. vibe. I, I believe. You, you know no, the media yeah, that's, like, that's hates him. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what shout out, is. shout out Mike T. Shout out Mike T. He definitely deserves some love, but I think D'Amico Ryans might have him beat just by a little bit so far. You know what's uh, weird? If, I, just what, them two. So what's really weird about Mike Tomlin that what he does, uh, he's like been around so long as a young head coach that like he's like a veteran, but like he's like forty five, and like he like people are like oh like he doesn't like you know Reed Andy Reed and like shit like McVeigh aren't gonna get coach of the year because they're just coaches like I feel like Tomlin's not gonna win coach of the year because of that you know yeah it's it's kind of like uh. What was it? It was, oh, cause, what's Jalen Green in year three? And they were like, because the, the, that team is so young. It's like you get drafted to the Rockets and Jalen Green's your vet. <laughs> like, Literally. But, you know, Toblet, uh, now Tomlin's young, but, you know, he's been, he been around the game, man. He's been doing this for a long time. Def deserves some love. Uh, but you're I'll, I'll stand on D'Amico. I'll stand on yeah. D'Amico. I called it. I said he was going to bring over his – defense his mentality over to that Houston defense and I said last year this Houston defense was keeping them close in a lot of games and it's kind of why they fell to the second pick because Lovey Smith won them that last game and then there was controversy why did you win the game when you could have got first overall pick I get, they got their guy either way it doesn't matter they got yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter and and Will Anderson has been good as well I mean he he hasn't been like you know overly amazing like Carter or Witherspoon but it's been good they're playing solid defense over there. Not necessarily last game, but uh, yeah. Uh, Chris, who are you leaning towards for, for coach of the year? You had Ron Rivera. And that's a fine pick, in my opinion, if they can get into the playoffs. But I wouldn't know if you were changing it up. Yeah, I'm changing it up. I'm going with D'Amico Ryans, too. Uh, because, like you said, that form four looks a little different for the Texans, especially with they coming out from under Weirdo Watson doing weirdo shit and wherever he was doing it. So coming from up under that, and being like a respectable team, like I think that means something. Uh, you, I know you have Will Anderson, you have you have CJ Stroud, like you have rookies that are you're the building blocks now. But that team is is playing good football. They could easily be not four and four. They could easily be five and three. You know, if they could have a better record than what they have now, they could be. So I think just for what he's done, and I think this may be like one of those projection picks, like for what I think he's gonna do the next year or something like that. But I think he deserves it just because, like I said, coming into a brand new situation as a brand new coach with brand new like star players at key positions like that at edge and and at quarterback. And to be able to be four and four right now with how weird this season's been with injuries and just weird games. 
I think I, I can give it to D'Amico Ryan's right there. Yeah, I, I think y'all both make a pretty good case for D'Amico. Um, because there's two type of coaches at the years. There's coaches who uh like have mediocre rosters and drag them to the playoffs, or like young coaches who drag a young team to the playoffs. Uh, and then there's just coaches who are their team is beating the crap out of everybody. Uh and that happens to be John Harbaugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with John Harbaugh for coach of the year. And early in the year, he was overly aggressive on going for it. And I like literally mid-season, he said, I, I'm done with all that. I'm done with all of it. I'm I have the best kicker in NFL history, and them three points gonna take me a long way. Not only that, offense is clicking, defense is clicking, vibes are good in Baltimore. Um I'm going to go John Harbaugh. They might finish with the one seed out there um, in a very loaded division. Nobody's playing better football than them right now, aside from, like, I would say the Eagles and lately the Bengals. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with John Harbaugh. I, I think I think the Ravens are doing well, and he's a big reason, if not the biggest reason, because of that. Yeah, that, I, that was almost my pick, but I forgot he won in, in uh, 19. Harbaugh won in 19 when they went 11-5. and five. And I, I was like, maybe that was like gifted a little bit, but I think this year would be it would be valid too. I think I think it would be valid too. You're gonna go yeah. Roquan, Roquan. That's what I, was, I couldn't do that too. He gonna go Roquan. He gonna go Labar. He gonna go uh, Ja Harbaugh. He uh, taking Zay Flowers Jay- and Trent Simpson. Yes, we're taking, we're taking it all. We do it at all. Uh, but uh, I don't think we have. I mean, there's comeback player of the year. We know who's winning that. Uh, so, who? Uh, David Carr. Derek Carr. I me. Mean? No. David Carr. Dave, <laughs> Derek Dave, Dave, miraculous midseason Derek, David Carr comeback is lit, though. Uh, but, yeah, DeMar Hamlin's probably going to win that, even though he's been inact- I would Like, I get – yes, I get it, but I kind of wish they would – They could honor – they just honor him in a different way and give it to someone who actually is playing. That kind of just sounds messed up because what he's doing is truly, like, amazing. That You know, he survived that, but – there's some people who played, so <laughs> there's some Yo, people who actually play football. Where they don't give participation trophies, I thought it was football. And I'm just not even hate on DeMar Hamlin. It's just the facts of it. The reason, like, the reason nobody knew who he was before it happened, he's third string because he wasn't playing. And so it's like, yeah. like, I feel you. I think I think they should honor him in a different way. I don't think you just give comeback player of the year award to, to anybody. anybody. Well, I think it's anybody. like charity. I don't think he even would want that because that's like charity because I didn't do it. Yeah, I if, if I were him, I wouldn't. But hey, I'm not him. I don't speak for him. He's going to get the award. I'll tell you this. I think Josh Dobbs is a legitimate case to win this award. That's valid. That's valid. For, the same reason G- for the same reason Gino won it. He just yep. went from bum, not playing, to like, one year wonder, <laughs> but uh, um, elite okay. Kid, elite. Well, with that being said, we got all of our midseason awards out the way again, bulk of the episode that just lasted like forever. Uh, but we're gonna get into hots and locks real quick. Um, Danny, you want to get us kicked off with hots and locks? Yeah, the lock of the week, um, it's gonna be bear with me, I gotta pick up the schedule real quick. Lock of the week is the is none other than the Jets over the Raiders in another primetime game. I think the Raiders have found a new identity with Antonio Pierce, but are still bad. They're still not a good football team. <laughs> Locking the big Jets in the big 2023, that's very scary, but I do respect it nonetheless. 
Robert Sala will get them a win. Um, and they're the four hot. and four. Oh, and sorry. Sorry. the hot of the week is that the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Lions. Um, I think the Lions have proven that their defense is not as great as people think as it is, that the they, they can get sliced up by a good quarterback who has some weapons. Keenan Allen might not be able to stretch them deep, but he can go underneath. He can get into the tight places. And that's faster one. Justin Herbert will be able to dice his team up. He, he he didn't play horrible against the Jets, but he played okay. And I think the Jets' defense is substantially better than this Lions' defense. It's going to come down to can that Chargers' defense stop the run, Jameer Gibbs, and can they stop Amon Ra? I think they can. Um, I think you put a, a little damper to them, and Herbert just responds. I think it's going to be very similar to Chiefs versus Lions week one. You took my high, you asshole. <laughs> I will say, though, with Herbert, of all the elite quarterbacks I had to go through QB hell, that being the Jets defense, he didn't turn it over. He yep. wasn't he wasn't efficient by any means. He didn't really play a good game, but he didn't turn it over. Yeah, and that's what they thrive off of, short fields that give them points. Uh, but, hey, um, Chris, you want to go next? Because, you know, now I got to think of a different hot because of this asshole. Uh yeah yeah so only I get to spread Chargers propaganda. Damn you. <laughs> um, what's my hot? Okay, so my hot take for the week is that the Cardinals beat the Falcons, and the reason I'm taking that hot is because clearly the Falcons have no clue what they're doing over there. They don't even know they have a generational running back and a generational tight end for that matter. I'm I'm calling Cowboys generational. I am so and for that they deserve nothing nice. So the Cardinals are going to beat them. That's that's my hot take. And my lock of the week, mm-hmm. I was going to choose my Ravens, but I've done, I've spread enough Ravens propaganda today. So I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, um, I'm gonna choose Jaguars over 49ers. Ooh, that is, that's, that's a, that's a bull lock. I will say, I think the Jaguars are winning that game, but hey, that's the reason nice. I say that is because the, the 49ers been on a skid and you would say like, oh, this is the game they, they figured out and get it back, which I think that could be, this could be that game. But for that sake, it's like, I suck at these anyway, so it's like, let me just go my first mind. I'm going to pick the Jaguars over 49. You are also an asshole because my eyes went immediately to that Cardinals game because Kyler is going to be back. He but is. I forgot. Kyler is going to be back. I tried. I, I'm looking to pick him up in two different leagues. I need him bad. I need him bad because Mahomes is on a bye this week, so I need him really bad. <laughs> Mahomes and Hurts are on a bye, and those are my guys. Those are my quarterback. Um. I can start with my lock this week. Um, oh man, what a slate of games! It's like, no, I'm gonna lock the Cowboys over the Giants. That feels like the easiest poss- possible thing to do. Uh, Cowboys get a bounce back win. They are 16 point favorites. Oh my god, <laughs> that is insane for NFL standards. You know what? I'll make it even hotter. The Cowboys cover the spread. I'll do that to make it fair. So Cowboys got to win by. 17 point. It says 16. I'll round it up 16 and a half. They got to cover the minus 16 and a half spread. That's what I'm going with. Cowboys over Giants by 16 and a half. For my hot, I would do it. I'm going to do it. For my hot take, I think the Texans go into Cincinnati and get a win and end the little hot streak that yes. Cincinnati has going. Yes. I'm. This isn't yes. Bengals hate, you freak. This is Texans love, not Bengals hate. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow, two of the most complete quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. This is going to be such a shootout. It's going to be nice. Uh, Texans defense, again, will not show up this week. I'm all for it, though. I think the Texans go on the road, get a super clutch win, and they'll be 5-4, and four, and they'll be right in the thick of the AFC playoff race. I wholeheartedly see this happening. Um, yeah, I think the, the one thing that we have to note um, – Teams after this week 10 have to decide, do I want to tank and do I want to be mediocre or do I want to tank? Because like the Packers, they'll be yeah. three and six. You got, you might as well tank for a top 10 draft pick. Like both yeah. the Titans and the Bucks, they're, they're both three and five going into this week. You both want to, you want to tie at that point. You don't want to get any better at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have done that at the deadline, but there are some teams that kind of like, I, I, I do get what you're saying though. But if you have five, if you have five losses currently, you're probably not getting to the playoffs unless you make a very, very, very long run. Well, I think the Bucks could, because sometimes it's just it just matters your division. So yeah, the Bucks could, but yeah, exactly. All right, nonetheless, so, summit yeah. savings of the week. Let's do it. We'll try to keep it quick because we're an hour and ten in the video so far. <laughs> hey, it's a banger. It is a banger this week. C.J. Stroud, top one. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, you're 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 free to start, man. My summit savings. I'm gonna start with the Browns upsetting the Ravens. Uh, I think the Browns go into Baltimore, and they're they're running all over the Ravens. I know Chris doesn't like that, but I think the Browns have some weird mojo. They have this weird defense that they can throw at the, the Ravens, and historically, they've always matched the Ravens really well, which is weird. Um, I'm gonna go a five leg parlay. Uh, give me the Steelers at home against the Packers. Give me the Patriots in Germany. Give me the Jaguars at home against the 49ers. And give me the Falcons on the road against Kyler. All right. Yeah, the five-leg parlay. If – oh, sorry. Give me one moment. I'm just going to give people an idea of how that would. I'll tell you. I'll out. tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll I got you. it right here. $10 pays out to 431 on that five-leg parlay. I definitely will be running that. I, I might run. No, no, I can't run that. I can't do that. I can't pick against one of y'all teams and, and look to make money off it. That's sicko activity, to be quite honest. If I was you, I'd do it because now I'm scared. I, I may do it myself. I'm nervous. Thanks a lot, Dave. You either you either win money or you <laughs> your happiness uh, or your so, team wins. At what cost? <laughs> I, so, I want money, but at what cost? I've been doing that, so I've been betting against my uh, happiness. So either Yo. you're happy or, or you're or you're you're feeling good financially. So you're happy either way, you know. That's like actually gets activity. It. If I put in a bet against the Eagles, I think I might throw up. Like <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to stomach that. Like, uh, I, you know, I okay. Ben Lamar Jackson. What am I missing? You said uh, touchdowns last week, and it hit. Oh, you know, I nasty. Pats, Jags, Steelers, Falcons, oh, Browns. Oh, Jags, Jags, Jags. Okay, Jags are plus one forty. Okay. All right, Chris, floor's yours. Well. Uh, I'm gonna keep it sweet, short and sweet, because I know we gotta go fast. Uh, CJ Stroud passing yards over. Um, Joe Burrow passing yards over. Um, fantasy merchant Austin Eckler rush receiving yards over, and Mike Evans receiving yards over. 
That's nice. The lines, and sweet. Have, the lines have not been set for passing yards and rushing receiving yards, so we can't get a uh, entire parlay set out yet for yeah. the payout. But yeah, they probably will be set. yeah, but you know, once once I'm editing this, I'll be able to put it on the screen. But yeah, little four leg parlay: Stroud passing yards, Burrow passing yards, Eckler rush receiving yards, and Evans receiving yards. That's pretty solid. I like that. I was gonna dabble a little bit in that uh, Houston game, you know, back up my fire, but. Y'all only love the, the games this weekend, for real. I know I'm what I do bet. love. I love this Cowboys game. I'll tell you that. I do. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet Bengals-Texans no touchdown scored. Yo. Six, six to three masterclass. Um, okay. So, I mean, I'm just kind of going to keep it in this Cowboys game. Um, let me just flip it to the back. Uh, I'm going to take Dask, Dak Prescott's. Pass and rushing yards combined. I'm going to take him also over on his touchdowns. I'm going to take uh, CD Lamb and Brandon Cooks to get in the end zone. And I'm going to bet who's starting for quarterback with it for them this week. I, not Tyrod, Tommy DeVito. You know, Tommy, Tommy DeVito, DeVito, the most aggressive, uh, most aggressive Italian we've ever seen in the NFL. I'm going to take him for an interception. Duh. Yo. Um. Yeah, and then Cowboys cover the spread. So Cowboys cover the spread. Dak pass and rushing yards. Dak touchdowns. Uh, Brandon Cooks anytime touchdown. CeeDee Lamb anytime touchdown. And Tommy DeVito throwing an interception. You're forgetting about the most aggressive Italian of all time, Ben DiNucci. Nah, he was he was like he was like a slur. He was like a walking slur with it. Like a, <laughs> he was letting it known he was Italian. He yeah. Let it be known, but I don't know Tommy DeVito. Like, that's nice. That's nice too. I don't know. They're yeah. both aggressively, yeah. Italian. Yo, hey, yo, it's my cousin Tommy over there. Come on, man. They, they said they said Tommy DeVito. He doesn't even uh, avoid sacks. He just says, "Hey, I'm walking here." <laughs> <laughs> Dog. <laughs> TikTok is a hilarious place, man. The comments be funnier than the videos. Oh my god. Uh, but, I don't know if you saw. Yeah. I don't know if you saw uh, Antonio Pierce shout out of the week. Apparently, he was used to be a high school football coach, and he made them do up downs at halftime because they were they weren't playing good, even though we're, you're beating them by like fifty points. I saw that. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah I saw that that I mean hey, bro he he's Compton bro he's he's cool man to me. Uh. But. Without further ado, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, you know, share this with a friend, comment down below. Uh, comment down below your midseason awards as well, because I'm sure everybody will have different opinions. Um, if you're listening to this on an audio platform, make sure you leave a like, download, leave a five-star rating for us, head on over to the YouTube, do all the same things. Uh, y'all got anything to say before we get on out of here? LeBron and KD and pool play soon for in-season tournament coming soon. LeBron versus that. KD and pool play. I need that like I need air. Yes, yes. Bad. What are you smoking on? What pack is that? We smoking on that Bengals pack all week. <laughs> oh my god! We just, we just got off the. I love Danny Bengal hate, and I'm on that Bengals hate too. You, he has Bengal hate. You have Baker Dak hate. Oh my god! And Jared Goff hate, and Matthew Stafford hate. Don't I, I hate. I hate nobody. I, do. I hate no one. I hate besides <laughs> besides Luke Cornett, but. <laughs> He's uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ramble if I get started. So, from AP New Freezer, culture by Migos and DC. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>